0: Top of the morning to ya! Happy Wednesday, the fourteenth of October, twenty twenty, the year nobody wanted. I'm Todd Brinker. This is Back from the Brink. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. We hope that you're having a happy morning, or whenever you're listening to this morning, afternoon, or evening. Have a good morning, afternoon, or evening. Um, that's a reference, by the way. If nobody gets it. Jim Carrey fans will. Um, anyhow, it's uh, one day post Apple phone announcement, and I've got to say, my general feeling was similar to David Crosby's comments about uh, Eddie Van Halen. Meh. <laughs> yeah yeah david crosby kind of stuck his foot in it. he did come back then um uh the following day and say hey i'm sorry it's just his stuff isn't for me and then the day after that came back and went oh gosh uh i didn't even realize he had died i'm sorry about that um you know uh didn't mean to offend and uh and so you know he's known for basically being that guy so there you go um the new phones, uh, they now have four of them. There's a... a oh, here's Aaron. So let's just have her join us. Hi, Aaron. Welcome. Hey. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> iPhones, we were kind of finishing that up at the end. The thing I didn't I, I didn't say on the radio show, which is their biggest feature, was that they now support the 5G cellular networks. Um which for most people is still, you know, uh, uh, I was joking. As David Crosby said about Eddie Van Halen, uh, meh, You um, you know, 5G is, you know, if you live where you got it, okay, great. If you don't, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's going to become a big deal over time, and subsequent phones will have it. These are very early days for 5G. Your 5G phone is going to be working on a 4G LTE network most of the time. And so, you know, if you've got it great when you're in an area where you can take advantage of the faster networks then even more great, most of the time it's not going to be a big deal for you. But it's getting there. I mean, Verizon announced at the uh, Apple announcement that they are turning on their lower speed 5G nationwide so that they're now going to have coverage um Similar to what T-Mobile has. T-Mobile has had the lower speed of 5G out there. 5G is really confusing because there's really th- three different things that are included in 5G. There's a millimeter wave, which is really, really fast. It's ripping, but the signal only goes for about a block. So you have to have little towers everywhere. And it's blocked by trees and windows and doors and walls, and, and so it won't... Oh, you know, if you,
1: that's, so if you're an open field, it works
0: great. Right. So <laughs> it'll be great for things like... Uh, and it's super high speed, and it's got a very broad bandwidth. So it'll be great for putting it in play, indoors, like in uh, conference centers or in football stadiums or baseball stadiums, so that everybody will be able to connect and have good connections. It's great for that, but... Other than that, or, you know, a very dense downtown area of a city or something. But the, even then, you'd have to be outside because if you're inside, you're not going to get the signal. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's limited utility. But that's the one they talk about because it's blazing fast. Um, then there's mid-band, which is literally that. It's, you go, the, the signal goes a little further. It's not as fast, but it's still faster than LTE. And then there's the, uh, what they call the six millimeter, you um, Uh, signals. And those signals travel further than LTE and are still probably 50% to to sometimes twice as fast as LTE. And that's the one that most people will take advantage of. T-Mobile has had that turned on for a while, but it's still, you know, they say it's nationwide, air quotes, but it's spotty. Um, Verizon turned theirs on, and although I don't have any uh, maps or anything, they literally turned it on yesterday. Um, I'm I'm going to say, go out on a limb here and say that because it's brand new, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be nationwide, but it's going to be spotty until it's you know all filled in and they tune it and get all the gaps filled and all the towers working. And um, so um, so you know, I mean, five G's coming. It's going to be there, but does it doesn't
1: mean that you need to buy the tech, spend the money to get technology. That's yeah intermittent you know yeah right yeah now.
0: i mean there there's some nice things about this phone it is clearly an improvement over the previous phone which was clearly an improvement over its predecessor an improvement over its press predece- you know i mean each new phone is better in some ways and uh, my guess my my sense of it is is that if you're in the market for a phone um you can get an amazing phone cheaper now because last year's models are now a uh, hundred dollars less um uh, over the year before this is a hundred dollars less I mean, the, the amazing thing about the iPhone is you can buy a, a phone that is seven generations back and still run the latest version of the operating system and get uh, new features and functions every time they upgrade their operating system. You can still run an iPhone 6S on the newest version of their software. And, and oh. the software comes out regularly and is updated and bug-fixed, and that's stunning. And that's why I like the, the way Apple does things compared to what the Android world is because virtually every Android phone out there is running the software that you bought it with and has never changed since you got it. Um, you know, and so take it for what it is. But uh, I wouldn't rush out and get a new phone unless you're in the market for a new phone.
1: Yep, yeah. yeah. I, um, You know me, I'm not an early adopter. Uh, yeah. I want to see how this stuff works before I spend, especially, you know, these higher end phones, you know, a a good solid iPhone, like you gave the prices on the, on the radio show, Mm -hmm. you're going to spend seven, eight, nine, you know, hundred, a thousand dollars, you know, and it's, that's that's not a small chunk of change.
0: Right. Well, and all those prices I gave were starting prices. If you want to, you know, get a little bit more memory or storage space, um, you know, or, you, you know, there are some different, you know, add-on stuff. You can easily kick that up over that uh, that dollar amount. Huh. So we you did know. not
1: talk about the propositions in the last, um, you know, on the radio show. Um, no, we didn't today. Have, we did not do that today. So we're going to have to do that starting again next week. Um, because yeah. Because I
0: am... Hello? Goodbye. Oh, you dropped we out there. Best, you...
1: best of show on the radio
0: can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you dropped you out though. Back? You basically said so I am and then dropped out. So what what about tomorrow? <laughs> I thought we were I thought we were going uh, to be on the be air tomorrow and we would not be there uh, Friday. <laughs> I dropped out when I said I'm not going to be there. That's hilarious. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yes, can, yeah she that's like yeah, she isn't. She she's tomorrow. not there now. She just has to think it and she's gone. <laughs>
1: uh, God. So, anywho. Um, um we'll so that next week.
0: So just to clarify, Can you hear me? Yeah, just to clarify, when we spoke yesterday, I understood that you were going to be there on Thursday, but not there on Friday. Now you're saying you're not going to be there either?
1: Oh, wait, tomorrow's Thursday. Dang it. I was thinking <laughs> today is
0: Thursday. Yeah, today no, is no, Wednesday. Okay.
1: We'll be there tomorrow. Okay. I will be there tomorrow. Okay. Dang.
0: Dang okay. It. Glad we clarified. Glad we clarified. So, <laughs> so tomorrow, <laughs> we, can about, tomorrow okay. we can talk about then. Tomorrow we can talk about tomorrow, but today we got to talk about Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so no, uh, the time
1: the, of COVID every day is like every other day. It, yeah,
0: it's funny. You really have to think a little bit about like, well, what day is it? What, what am I doing today? Um, did you buy anything through uh, uh, Amazon Prime Day?
1: No, I didn't.
0: I sat and watched most of the day and looked at stuff, but there wasn't anything that was such a deal that I said, oh, got to go get that right now with the exception of one thing. And I don't want to say it out publicly what it was because it's a gift. But I uh, but I found a pretty good deal on something that was intended to be a uh, Christmas gift. And I said, okay, I will uh, go ahead and order that and just set it aside when it shows up. Um, because it was pretty well discounted. And uh, something that I'm familiar with what the price is and what it has been on sale for before. And this was the best price I had seen. So I said, okay, I'll grab that. And it wasn't a whole lot because... Uh, you know, I mean, we've talked about all the stuff going on with COVID and my swim team being shut down, but that, you know, that's that's what I do. And it's shut down. So, you know, I like like millions of other people are, are economically affected by the fact that, uh, uh, you know, I'm not getting up and going and doing what I used to do every day. So. Yes. Um, and
1: that's that's hard. I mean, that can't happen. I feel like the, the governor keeps moving the goalposts. You know, like we we get to a certain level and he changes the rules again. And yeah. Wait a minute, it's which, not
0: level four. Now it's red. Wait a minute, yeah, it's exactly. not red. Yeah. Now it's Chartreuse. <laughs> yeah, You're like, exactly. wait, wait, wait a minute. Everybody's
1: what? going, what? What the heck is that?
0: Yeah. Everybody's googling Chartreuse now. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, it's very frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things in the presidential to te- uh, or vice presidential debate that really bothered me in the same breath that kamala harris would say you know uh you didn't take this seriously enough this covid thing the same breath she would see oh, the economy shut down and that's your fault and it's like look you can't have it both ways you can't either either we should have been more open or we should have been more closed you can't blame him for both
0: yeah yeah no yes you can you can blame him for both you can be completely irrational it's up to you
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay fine I, I, but it's it's so frustrating.
0: Open up it the is. economy. Yeah, yeah. Open up the economy, but 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 be completely safe at the same time, and we'll ding you no matter what you do because yes. we don't like you, and that's the bottom line, you know. <laughs> and and the, the irony is, is that you know I tend to tune out politicians of both sides when they try to blame the other side for anything to do with COVID because. You know, granted, we can adjust our responses, but largely our responses are dictated by the medical uh, people and the politicians just go, okay because they're they're not medical people for the most part. They don't know. And so they're just doing, you know. Now, that said, there are some medical doctors who are also politicians and and some of them have not been exactly the brightest uh, uh, flower in the bunch. But um, but, you know, it's like if you're a politician and something like COVID hits, you didn't cause it to hit. And the response that you do is whatever your medical people say is the best thing you can do. Uh, and that's 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 every politician everywhere. And so, you know, I'm not going to jump all over the politicians about that. And, and I'm certainly not going to listen to them, you know, blame each other for what they did or didn't do, you know?
1: Can you imagine, you know, to, to use an example, World War II or the Great Depression, but all you heard from the politicians was blaming the other guy? Yeah, I mean they wouldn't have stood for it. Why do we? Why do we well, accept
0: that? I don't know for sure, and we would have to talk to a historian. If only we knew one. Hmm. Um, but uh, my guess is is that that if you look at papers of the day that leaned one way or the other, that there probably was a lot of that going on. It's just that's not what's passed down in history.
1: Oh, it just drives me insane. You know, stop it, with the flame throwing yeah. already.
0: But, you know, the more I've read about history and I've introduced several conversations about some of the historical stuff, um, you know, about like our vice president uh, during Thomas Jefferson's time trying to start his own country in the Louisiana Territory and and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff going on about Teddy Roosevelt after he had been president running for president again because he didn't like what Taft was doing and basically costing the Republicans a uh, an election because he split the party. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, those kinds of actions are driven by strong emotions. People yeah, but- haven't changed. They they did the same stuff. They talked about the same way. They accused each other. There was a political par- early political um, campaigns where where accusations of, uh, you know, your wife is sleeping with other people was, was one of the topics. I mean, so people are awful. Todd, there
1: were also posters <laughs> made. This was in the U.K., but... You know, for the people, I'm talking about the reaction to the people, you know, what's being put out for the people. You know, keep calm and carry on,
0: not, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, hunker down in your house and lose your mind, which essentially (laughs) seems to be the message that we're getting now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. But, you know, the UK has always handled things a little differently than the US, too. Uh, But But you're right. But
1: we weren't, we weren't, weren't those were, yeah. Rosie the Riveter, let's do our bit. Yeah, you know? you're right. Men were dying, and by the tens of thousands.
0: Yeah, but, but both the Keep Calm and Carry On and Rosie the Riveter were essentially government propaganda. Those weren't the... I, I would... I, I, I think, like I said, I... I, I, I I, this is just my gut reaction, and I don't know if it's – I don't have anything that I can put out and say this is what it is. But the, the sense that I get is that the parties themselves, while there was a lot of the keep calm, carry on attitude amongst the population, and that's what the government was was pushing, that that there was also a sense of of the political people were mean and ugly to each other and trying to take advantage of everything that they could when they could. And that humans haven't changed that much and that we're idealizing some of that history. I do know, though, that at that time the news was different because, you know, uh, they didn't talk about the fact that, you know, Babe Ruth was out drinking till the wee hours of the morning. They just, you know, painted him as a hero because they wanted a hero. And they didn't talk about some of the, you know, I mean, we didn't we didn't plaster all over the front pages, you know, John um, uh, Kennedy's. Dalliances, you know. No, we didn't. That came out later.
1: (laughs) So, but you know, and speaking of dalliances, Maisie Hirono, who is a senator from the great state of Hawaii, um, asked Amy Coney Barrett in the hearings yesterday if she had ever engaged in sexual misconduct, Hmm. and like she had ever raped anyone. And the look on on the judge's face was like, "Are you kidding me?"
0: Yeah, she is a
1: very religious mother, married mother of seven. You know, I.
0: I guess the senators are allowed to ask whatever kind of questions they want, but holy moly, really, Really? really—that's the question you came up with.
1: Yes, we we have lost any sense of decorum and and any sense of just decency.
0: You know, I yeah, I hope that she gave her the stare of death and then said, you know. I understand you have the right to ask any questions you want, but that is patently ridiculous and and on its face of no value to this proceedings. Yes, that's what she should have said. I don't know what she actually said, but yeah, wow. She just
1: said no. I yeah, was, I
0: guess. Yeah, well, and that's the alternative, right? Is don't don't e- and and that's kind of been her move, hasn't it? It's like don't yeah. really don't really engage. Just go. Nope. Yep. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes and yeah. you know i think she's going to be confirmed i think that she's oh yeah you know you know it's
0: she's yeah <laughs> if she if lacking her doing anything that was just obviously horrific while being questioned you know losing her temper or going you know um she, there was no way she wasn't going to be confirmed you yeah. know so so she just has to sit there and not get rattled or, or behave badly while while people are saying horrific and terrible things, you know, or implying her, her, horrific and terrible things, or asking questions that are leading questions about horrific and terrible things, like, yes. you know, you're an adult How woman been who's been serving been? as a judge now for three years and, and was the president of the law school at Notre Dame. By the way, have you ever been a sexual deviant? Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. huh? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Have you ever, you know, engaged in unwanted sexual advances against someone else? She, you could tell. You could tell. It took her a second to process what she was being asked. And yeah, yeah. No. And, you,
0: and you, your your nature, your instinct is to say, no. Have you? But you <laughs> know, of course, then that just gives them the the opportunity to grandstand and say, look, we're the ones asking the questions here, and you know, you're, you know, I'm just doing my job vetting you to make sure that you're properly, you know, like right, right, right. It's like, you know, you already vetted her once for an, um, a federal judgeship. Um, so you would think that this would be um, not that big of a deal going forward in terms of the actual, you know, is she qualified for the job thing. Um, now, obviously, it's a bigger deal. And so they always will, you know, the higher up you go, the the, the more careful the vetting is. Um, but. This point, it's also obviously just political grandstanding on both sides. That is, like, okay, just wrap this sucker up and let's take a vote and get it over with because we know what's it's, how it's going to end.
1: So, apparently, Senator John Kennedy, uh, who's actually from no relation to the Kennedy clan from Louisiana, he's um, uh, yeah. he uh, <laughs> uh, he called extreme left wing professor Ibram X. Kennedy a butthead professor, a Barrett, <laughs> uh, right. A, calling Barrett a white colonist for adopting black children from Haiti, um, and and Ibram Kendi did say that he's the one who wrote um, uh, how to be an anti-racist. Uh, uh-huh. so that's 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 what he's most famous for. Uh, but yeah, she called him a he called her rather a uh, a white colonist uh, because she she adopted two children from Haiti. Not you know you you've adopted two children. Adoption is a is a good and viable loving choice to make if you're if you're not able to have more children of your own or if you just want more children without having to go through a pregnancy. Um, But no, it must mean that she's a colonist.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, and and colonist, is that a terrible thing? We talked about, you know, American colonists coming to America to to start a country. Most people, if they're from their grade school learning, are not going to see colonists even as a as an attack. They're just going to say, okay, that's somebody starting new.
1: But yeah. but that's not. So. Oh, I know that's
0: not how it was meant. But I just thought he could have picked a yes. a, a a better a, a word to to attack somebody with because I think a lot of people would would say you know hey my my in my family history I, there were colonists that that started this country I'm proud of that fact. Yes, you know?
1: but they would say that you shouldn't be proud of that fact because it meant it it resulted ultimately in genocide and, and yes the Crow, death and destruction and
0: of and... the Native Americans and. You know, but these were people, by and large, trying to, you know, get away from a problem. I mean, we can talk. You know, we, I think we're on the same side on this for the most part. I mean, tell me if we're not. Yes. But I mean, it was like, okay, no, fine. No, no, we are. You know, uh, yeah. Granted, people who were colonists didn't always handle things perfectly well when they found other people there. They didn't get along with them. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they didn't. Either way, it didn't always end well for the the Native Americans. I get that. Doesn't mean that they they should have stayed in oppressive places where they were being treated badly. They tried to make a better life for themselves. And it wasn't an easy choice, and it wasn't an easy life. Um, You know, it's, um, again, human beings, we're not perfect. Um, But trying to, to heap upon somebody today the sins of their fathers, I think, is such a moral, ethical, and logical mistake that it's almost incomprehensible to try to defend it.
1: Yes, because clearly you don't have any. You don't have. I mean, that's what the North Koreans do, right? If you, if you, somebody in your family commits a sin, they they arrest three generations. Yeah, because that family. makes sense. You know, They're and clearly so
0: should, genetically predisposed to bad behavior,
1: right? And bad behavior could just be looking at the the, the dear leader wrong. Yeah,
0: you. or or not looking at the dear leader you know, with with true conviction. Yeah, it's it's. I can't even imagine living in that kind of society. Um, I can't either. It's, it's just horrific, you know. And part of it is the way we've been raised here. Our expectations are different. But any human being in those situations has got to recognize that this is not a healthy way to live. This is not the natural way for uh, of of humans to live. You know, under under the suppression of other humans and and threat of you know extinction if you don't do what you're told.
1: terrifying uh there are people though that you know like we talked about keith oberman yesterday of course he doesn't really have any power but there are people who think if you don't think the right way then you should be jailed um there are people in this country who think that which is insane that's yeah. insanity
0: well he literally said that i mean that yes, was that did. was his that was the quote yesterday was lock them up remove yeah. them erase them and you're like holy moly right right this guy actually thinks that, you know, and he's yeah. not it's not like he's an uneducated bumpkin. I mean this is a, a guy who has a platform, has followers and sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And, and yeah. it just it it shocks me that there are people that are that far removed from reality and that they have an opportunity. I mean, you know, but ironically, you know, I went to I went to bed last night and uh, I just for whatever reason went searching around and went on to Netflix and I watched the episode of a show that just gives me warm happiness every time I watch it and there was a line in there about the um, you know the president suddenly came to an arb- arboreal halt <laughs> uh, I watched the first two episodes of the West Wing Love and arboreal and- Yes, yes. In the first episode, um, they were trying to explain, somebody was asking um, one of the uh, characters there, well, how do we explain that the president hit a tree with his bicycle? And he goes, I don't know. The sudden came, you know, the president was out biking and came to a sudden arboreal halt. You oh, know? I that. Yeah. yeah, it was like, you know, I mean, what do you say? The, the president was on a bicycle and he hit a tree and he was, <laughs> you know. And you know, they said, "Well, Leo, what do you think about this?" He says, "I think I shouldn't loan my two thousand dollar mountain bike to the president again." You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you know, it was it's just it's so quick witted, so much fun, and 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 politics. You know, it 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 translates so well to even today because you look at it and you just go, "Gosh, I really, 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 really wish that the people who were." Um, who are involved in running our country care about running our country. And I don't get that sense from either side as much as I get the sense that they care about beating the other side. You know, it's almost like yeah. I feel like they're more focused on competition than they are on 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 managing the issues in our country right now. And so it just felt good to... to see pretend politicians actually caring and doing <laughs>
1: yes 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 do uh, you know I, I know it's fictional but I don't care I enjoy it too West Wing's one of my favorite shows yeah
0: yeah I mean as we both have said we've watched it multiple times and I just decided you know what I'm gonna watch the first couple episodes and now that I've done it I will probably watch you know at least the first couple seasons um I'm taking a break from Vikings <laughs> which I has gotten have never watched that show Viking I had not either and found it absolutely engaging and but you know it's it is it's not as bad as game of thrones in terms of the sex and violence because it played on US television so it's toned down a little bit but it's of a similar ilk similar feel you know but it is um based on some historical characters and and viking legends and um so it's kind of cool that way there's a historical bent to it um, I think the History Channel is the one that carried it originally. Oh, cool. And uh, I think there's there's five and a half seasons, and the second half of the sixth season is supposed to end the series. And, of course, 2020 happened. And so the second half of that one hasn't come out. So you can watch almost the entire series um, online um, on Netflix. And I've got to say I'm into season four or, or the end of four and starting five. It's getting a little weird is it it's, get, it's it's getting a little weird you know some of the viking uh gods are you know you don't know whether people are imagining stuff or not and you know there was a uh traveler from china that came through i mean you know so the world is smaller than than the or larger than the vikings had imagined and you know i've done a little reading about whether it's you know historically accurate and some things are and some things aren't they take some liberties which you know they're telling stories that's what they're supposed to do um but you know the 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 mix and match anytime you do a show for that length of time sometimes characters are going you know actors are going to leave and so characters who had a fairly significant role disappear from the show or are written out of the show or i don't know it's, it's 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 getting a little weird i'll probably finish it up but i'm not like it reminds me of West Wing, you know, how awesome it was for like three or four years. And then uh, and then it kind of faded away for a couple years. And then it got really, really good again at the end. Yes.
1: <laughs> By the time and they had, wrapped. Uh, Aaron Sorkin had left.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. And then he came back. Right.
1: I don't the... know that he came back, but they got some some better writers. They, right. When they brought um, Jimmy Smits on to, yeah. to be running for president and during that um, campaign and it was it was really good yeah by the time
0: yeah by the time they wrapped it up I was engaged in it so much again that I was really sad that they were ending the series whereas yeah me too um, you know if they'd ended in the middle it would have been a yawn I understood and I I could be completely wrong we can look it up and see I thought Sorkin had uh, left and then he came back you know in in a reduced capacity he came back sort of as a producer to just kind of oversee and and to you know do some some script checking to make sure that the storytelling was more on spot, but I could be wrong about that. But either way, it definitely got really good again for like, it was at, I guess six and seven were the last two seasons. Um, but yeah, it got, it's weird. It got a little yawny in the middle there.
1: It did. It did. So, so I just, you know, we all, all want to be able to watch things that are fun and funny and light. And I say this because, um, you know, when, when, when life is really stressful, you want a good, Escapist comedy, but something that's not so slapstick that it's annoying. And so there is a um, on Vulture, they have a list of the thirty best comedies on Amazon Prime, um, and uh, I a lot of these I have not seen. So now I'm thinking, wow, hmm. I'm going to go check them out. So I, I don't yeah. think there's hit me with particular it particular order because they're not numbered, and so uh-huh. it's just a list of funny shows. Uh, Adam's Family is the first one on the list. Hmm. Um, and I, the, the 1991, um, version and, um, you know, it has Angelica Houston and,
0: Oh, movies. Um,
1: yes. movies. I'm sorry.
0: When you said shows, I somehow was thinking like TV shows, like there was a series. Oh yeah. No, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. I, I misunderstood. So, um, yeah, I, okay. I know that one. That was actually really cute.
1: It was really cute. So Christina Ricci was, um, was Wednesday. And Perfectly gosh, cast. Really, really. Yeah, she was. And she was really young in that. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the bellboy, and this is from Jerry Lewis's uh, bellboy from 1960. Wow, that's uh, an oldie tar- but a
0: golden oldie.
1: Yeah, I you know I don't think I've I've watched a Jerry Lewis uh, movie since I was a kid.
0: Yeah, um, that one is a, an amazing example of physical comedy. I mean, you can get a little little tired of "Hey lady," but um, but <laughs> him like trying to pick up bags. There's a scene where he's picking up bags to take them upstairs for somebody and he's trying and as he picks one up he drops another and then he tries to pick the one that he dropped up and he drops an, another one you know he's holding all these different like suitcases and bags it goes on and you think the set the scene should be done and it just keeps going they just keep the camera on him and it is hilarious right, physical well, comedy awesome out. yeah
1: So have you seen The Big Sick?
0: I did. Yeah, that's with um Oh, what's the name of that actor? The um, uh, Indian-American actor is in that. It's quite good. Kumail
1: Nanjiani.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: Um, And so I have not seen it, but it's uh, apparently got an Oscar. It was nominated for an Oscar for Best Screenplay. Uh Um, And uh, uh, Holly Hunter is in it. And uh, Zoe Kazan is in it. So I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I have not seen it.
0: Well, so far I like this list because they're all movies I've seen that I totally agree with.
1: So the next one is Chuck and Buck.
0: Okay, I have not seen that one.
1: So it's Miguel Artita directed this pitch-black comedy about obsession and immaturity and that was written by and stars the great Mike White. Uh, the actor plays Buck, a young playwright who becomes unmoored when his mother dies, leading to a renewed obsession with a successful childhood friend named Chuck. Uh, Chris White's plays Chuck. Uh, as much of a thriller as a comedy, this da- daring tonal balancing act is one of the best pieces of writing by right. White. Chuck and Buck. So, is that on your weekend weekend list?
0: Um, you know, I'll look into it. Uh, when you mentioned the, even the names of the actors, I'm going like, who? Who are these people? I don't know. I don't know the director. Don't know the act. none of this. None of these people made any sense to me. I didn't recognize. But then I, I quickly looked at the Wikipedia page and I recognize um, uh, uh, Mike White. I saw him. saw his face, and it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen him in stuff. He would, for me, been been one of those guys who was in that thing, you know? Uh, yes. <laughs> you know? I, 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 yes. I didn't recognize the name at all, but when I saw the face, it was like, oh, yeah, okay, I know who we're talking about that
1: now. That guy in that thing. Yeah. So um, the next one on the list is Clue, the 1985 comedy uh,
0: okay. based
1: on the board game, and uh, which is apparently a cult hit with Gen Xers. Um, the interesting main, uh, and I didn't know that and I'm a Gen Xer Which standing, ending? I don't know. Yeah. The main reason is the cast so it has Eileen Brennan, Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, Martin Mull and Leslie Ann Warren. So I have not seen it but now I'm thinking oh I definitely want to go see it.
0: Yeah. It's it is interesting when you mentioned it I kind of went okay I thought it was okay. It wasn't it's not one that I would say is on my like best list of anything, but if you've not seen it, it's certainly worth seeing because of that cast. Um, they all do okay with it. The, 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 the big pitch on the movie was that if you saw the movie at different times or in different theaters, you got different endings because much like, much like clue, the board game, you know, you don't know who did it in which room with which weapon. Right. And, uh, and so it was there's
1: mustard in the library with the yeah, candlestick.
0: Yeah, there was three different endings, and so uh, and and it's funny. I think if you watch it, uh, I don't know how they do it in streaming. Whether they just pick one or or how they do it, they must just pick one. But um, they at, at, with home media. Okay, what he says. Theatrical screening audiences would be shown One of the three endings All three are included in the home media release With interstitial title cards Stating ending A Ending B were possible endings While ending C was how the events Actually occurred ah. uh, So C is probably if, if you're Well I don't know maybe they're doing that Maybe they're doing, they're doing the triple ending one For um, uh, streaming Be interesting to see so, well, I, and I'm not going to give it, it away what A, B, and C were because it, you know I don't want anybody to uh, to uh, not know how it ends. You yeah. know that recent movie, um, uh, uh, what was it? Knives Out was yeah. very, very. It reminded me very much of Clue because the same kind of idea, right? Is like everybody's in this big house and who done it, and you're trying to figure out who did it, kind of where and how. And I've so never
1: it was, seen it I, I, I've i seen it on streaming Like I've noticed that it's there But I haven't watched it And, I, and it's apparently A very good movie Knives which,
0: Out Knives Out My only complaint was um, That uh, Daniel um, Craig Played a an inspector From the deep south And so he talked Like he was from the south And I'm sorry The man is English And his southern accent Is not particularly convincing
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh I have uh, since rewatched it, and it wasn't as bad as I remember the first time, but I remember walking out of the theater going, like, I, every t- every time he spoke, it bothered me.
1: i got to you know? tell you, a, a bad accent can ruin the movie for me. So, so I don't like superhero movies, but Tobin, are shows, and Tobin has been watching The Boys. Um, uh, he's already uh-huh. gone through it all now, but everybody's I, accent is wrong in The Boys. Everybody. So <laughs> it's like...
0: You almost wonder if it's intentional when it's that bad, right?
1: <laughs> yes, and so like they have everybody's playing playing a character who is from where they are not. You know where you know. So it's just it's so irritating. It is so annoying to me. And some people can't hear accents as much. Uh-huh. I, I hear tonal differences. And yeah, it drive It's so distracting. I can't enjoy the movie. It
0: bothers me, and that's how I felt about Knives Out. It was to the point. My my initial reaction was, and like I said, I've rewatched it. And on, on the rewatching, it wasn't as bad. And so it was like, okay, maybe I overreacted. But I literally remember walking out of the theater, going like, every, every time he spoke, and he's he's the main character, he's the inspector who's trying to figure out. The, and every time he spoke, Daniel Craig was wrong. It just didn't, oh, you know, it was like no, and and it completely took me, completely took me out of the movie. Um, because I was
1: from Mississippi. So you know what they're supposed to sound like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know
1: different Southern accents and often people who fake them will have a conglomeration of all of them.
0: Yeah. That's the problem is they try to go to this generic Southern accent and, and you know, if you're from Louisiana, you don't sound the same as if you're from Mississippi or if you're from uh, Atlanta. Uh, you know, I mean, it just, it's, they're different and, and it's subtle and yeah. Um, so anyhow, that was my issue with that. I it's funny you talk about the boys. I um, uh, have not watched it. I've been thinking about it. There was you know when you're when you're going on streaming, sometimes at the beginning of the streaming thing, they'll make a little ad or a pitch for some other streaming show that's similar that you might like. And um, when I was watching Vikings, I've seen ads for the boys multiple times, and um, uh, I'm trying to think of the actor that the uh, that plays the. Um, uh, the uh, main character there, um, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Carl Urban. Well,
1: the o- yeah, the only name I know is Carl Urban.
0: Carl Urban, and and in in the little preview that they show, he, they hear him talk. I, I hear him talking, and and it, it's cringeworthy. Yes. And so and I was concerned about like that, and now you're telling me that they're all. The- <laughs> I yes. was like oh gosh, we'll see, we'll see Carl how it goes. Carl
1: Urban Is a phenomenal actor is he's, he's a joy to watch. But on, in that show he I just I, well it's not just him. I can't watch any of them because all of their accents are wrong. Yeah <laughs> they just oh. it has
0: They're an eighty four percent positive on um Rotten Tomatoes so apparently the, the series is well regarded but uh and ninety seven percent for season two. So it went up which is unusual. That's really good
1: um Yeah Tobin's enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, and they've ordered a third season and a spinoff series is in development. So apparently, you know, they see something good. They see dollar signs. Yes, they
1: uh, do. You know who doesn't see do- dollar signs? The NBA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they had a tough season in more ways than one, didn't they?
1: They did. And I and I wonder, you know, we've kind of talked about this, if their politics is really why. Because people were just sick and tired of politics and their basketball.
0: Yeah, I, I've seen several different um, postings about that saying, you know, hey, I didn't watch it because I was just tired of seeing there. You know, I, I'm a Laker fan and my team won, so I was watching. But, you know, honestly, had had my team gotten knocked off early, I probably would have quit watching too. Uh, um, not necessarily about that reason, but uh, but it, it does, it wears on you at times. You know, I'm watching, like, like we said before, I'm watching because that's, an escape from everything else. I'm enjoying watching the game and when it's on, I do to think about anything else. Um, you know, that's why I like sports. It's fun. You cheer for your team and, you know, and you boo the other team and, you know, yes. and then, it, then you know, and a couple hours later, you're like, okay, that's done. Now I can go back to my life and do whatever.
1: Yes, um, because, you know, just like the Netflix movies that, that we were talking about, you need, you need some kind of um, escape. You need to be able to um to think about something else for a while
0: yeah i do want to say to their credit though um the idea that they came up with their their um their uh commissioner adam silver and their concept of coming up with the bubble and bringing everybody in was not easy for the people who were in the bubble because they were you know some very strict rules about their behavior but they managed to pull it off there were no positive tests during the bubble there were a couple of people who broke protocol, and they were removed. They, they, they were, got the boot. They, they said, "You know what? We're, we're serious about this. This is people's health, and uh, and it's our livelihood that you're messing with. Because if somebody gets sick, that then throws off a team, which might affect the whole team. And so we're just not going to tolerate it. And so they literally kicked people out. Now, look, you know, I, it would have been interesting if it turned out to be one of the stars that had done that, but it wasn't. Um, but was a significant member of the of the Clippers got. Kicked out of the out of the uh, um, out of the bubble and just said, "You Bow know what?
1: Head.
0: You you screwed up. Go home." And it was a younger guy; it was a first year, second year player who uh, invited one of their their testing people, a female, to his room. And she came to his room. I don't know if anything actually happened there. Who cares? What he did is he violated protocol. He had somebody in his room that wasn't supposed to be there, who possibly could have you know, made him ill and then him making his team ill. And so they said, you know what? You broke the rules. You go home. Um, you know, yeah. so, uh, but you know, to pull that off, to come up with that idea and to be able to pull it off and to have, you know, to enforce the discipline with everybody, uh, kudos Pretty to cover. them, kudos yeah. to them, you know, and that's what the national hockey league did as well. And they pulled it off and they got their finals done and wrapped up their season. So, you know, the hockey and basketball, Went back to work and gave people something to watch, and managed to maintain everybody's health and distance, and did it safely. Uh, unlike, you know, uh, baseball has had to had some problems. Although they're now in their playoffs and they're doing okay, they had uh, uh, you know teams, multiple people on teams get sick, and now football, like we were talking about, had to has had to postpone and reschedule games because you know we're talking about more than a dozen people on some team uh, on teams have have gotten sick. Um, so they're doing a lot of testing, but they're not like locking people down or anything. So, um, tough calls there, but, uh, but I, th- I thank them all because they all recognize the fact that, that, you know, as a sports person, as an athlete, you're, you're an entertainer. That's what they are. They're entertainers and they're trying to keep the entertainment going for us. Uh, you know, obviously they're, they're self-motivated because that's also how they make their money, but they're providing us that that uh distraction from everything else that's going on so you know i thank them for getting it done and go lakers because yeah. <laughs> we are the champions my friends i so wanted to sing that the other day and i forgot to um but um, so yeah
1: we are we have reached the end of our we episode have. today
0: and we will be back tomorrow because it'll be thursday yeah, sorry. uh <laughs> <laughs> don't Yes, I just want it to be the
1: weekend so bad. Yeah, that's it.
0: You're you're, you're just just looking for the weekend. I understand. That's oh. uh, uh, although as we've all uh, recognized that um, you know Saturday is same as it ever was. Yes. <laughs> you
1: know, Although Tobin, now it's not—it's—it's it's supposed to be, you know, not ridiculously hot this weekend. Tobin and I try yeah. once a week um, to to go somewhere so that we're right. out of our home. Yeah, kudos to you roof. guys like,
0: too. Yeah, you—you've yeah. been good about that.
1: You know, we do we do our best. We're not always successful because you know weather or something's happening. But <laughs> life happens. Life happens, but we do our best to try to go somewhere so that we're not mm-hmm. just looking at the inside of our house every day, all day long.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. You know? And, and and you guys have have an anniversary coming up too so um, happy anniversary to you thank you um enjoy thank you, that thank you uh, that is that tomorrow time 15. together so um
1: yes 27 to, uh, years
0: yeah yeah long time huh long yes, time i <laughs>
1: I've, I've been a brinker longer than i've been a, i was a hunt my dad would say i'm still a hunt but uh you know i yeah. uh, my last name has been brinker for uh 27 years and i was a hunt we're
0: claiming you he can't years. have you back so you know, I think I can take him. He's old. I can take him. You're a Brinker. Um, yeah, not that I'm old, not old and crotchety too, right? Uh, and it's not crotchety. Well, I was sort rickety. <laughs> rickety is probably Rickety. <laughs> yeah, there are moments when I am definitely rickety. So anyway, we need to wrap it up so you can get, get on with your day. So thank you all so much for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker.
1: I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. (音楽) ¶¶